Guys, welcome to another episode of the Valley Deep Mountain High podcast. Once again, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Jonathan, good friend. How are you doing, mate? I'm okay, mate. How are you? Yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. So uh, I thought we'd do what we said the other day and we'll have a quick, a quick half an hour episode on uh, on running and running because it's uh, it's popped up quite a few times in my inbox. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Let's start with how you got into it, because it's very different to how I got into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I quite like running, and it's a good way to keep you fit. And I got into running at uni, um, and I went to university in, in Bangor, so that's North Wales, so there's lots of mountains and stuff around there. Yeah. And then I um, I kept I kept on running, um, sort of, recreationally a bit of road bit of this bit of that um did some 10ks did did a marathon with my wife did all sorts of stuff um and then i moved house and i live in the um on the edge of the peak district now yeah so the nearest running club to me is um, in hayfield and they do a series of races um and so you can you can enter this series for not a lot of money, which appealed to me. Um, yeah. And then they they put on these races all through the year. Um, they call it's T24 events. Um, no, T42, sorry. And it's just Hayfield Fell running. If you're not that in, you'll see loads of their their events. But are they on the gram, are they? Uh, I don't think they're that um, That's, space that age. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that modern. Um, it's loads of clipboards and, you know, yeah, people yeah. marshalling. It's it's very um, it's been going on forever. Well, I, I kind of like that about it. Is 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 it run off an old school forum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's basically an extension of the FRA. So yeah. the Fell Runners Association is a great resource for finding out where races are and doing different routes and whatnot. But the um, this is even more like locals only you know um not yeah. to say they're not open to new people you know they've got yahoos like me moving in and racing with them um but yes yeah, it's, it, it's not as convenient maybe and that, maybe that puts a few people off yeah i mean so i, I know that we, we sort of do it for similar but different reasons um so like i know that you've done it is very much as like um very much like a sport and like almost i wouldn't say competitive although there is races and things like that in there but i know that you're not dead like i have to come first you know um it's more about the experience yeah. in it <laughs> if, if you know what i mean like obviously it's nice to you know do well um it is but i think you need a reality check if you think you're going to win exactly that, that's um, what i'm getting at because some of these people yeah there are like, some people who are absolute machines yeah and um yeah and there's such a variance of quality uh races you know it, it, they're quite specific the needs so you might do a race that's like 10 minutes up five minutes down you literally run up the side of uh, lantern pike for example yeah it, the demands of that race are very different to doing like an 18 mile or off road where you might be running for three hours mm. there's a difference so um i guess it's about pacing well obviously the best fittest people are going to do well up these uh up, across a breadth of courses um, yeah. and that's what I, kind of what i like about it as well is like there's a different there's a different focus on i only do this type of running no i'm, I'm a runner I'm, I'm broad i can do across a load of different things and i might be better at nav or i might be better at when the conditions are tough mm. or sighting or, or running efficiently yeah but essentially, yeah, we're all good runners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me, like so, I, it's very different for me. Like I've I've not done any races yet because I've I've only done it ever as kind of like an extension to doing like an adventure. Um, so like like I've mentioned to you a few times, like I'm well up for going and spending a day in the hills, um, anywhere you know, peaks, lakes, wells, and all that. But like at the minute, you know, we're very restricted to what we can do because of travel and lockdown and all that so i'm lucky enough that you know we live you know not far away from each other really in fact we could we could probably do the same route from my house to yours across the peaks 
uh, and it's still yeah. classed as being being local, albeit a fairly long way. Um, <laughs> you know, so for me, it was kind of a means to sort of still get out and do something. Um, I have a different type of hill day rather than just going for a walk again, you know, because I've like exhausted the local trails around here. I've completely worn them out. It's and, and I'm very lucky to have that, and, and I love it. The peaks is still this amazing place, but I kind of feel that like I'm just gonna be repeating routes soon, and I'm all for that, but not if it continues for another twelve months, you know. So yeah. by sort of being like, right, we're gonna do, you know. I don't know, 12k, but I'm going to go this way. I basically, what I've started doing is just opening an OS map, um, plotting a route, working out the distance and being like, yeah, I'll do that. Um, now, what I have found out, come unstuck with it <laughs> once or twice, is the route is definitely, you know, confident with nav and all that sort of stuff. But because, like I said, it's everywhere so sort of well-trodden at the minute, um, paths that would normally be fine to run down are like, ankle deep to shin deep mud um so i quickly give up running for time because i was like sometimes you just you can't make your time back up you know yeah Um, like i looked at one route that i did the other day i'll send you the 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 details later on and it did like 12k and i was i looked at the time and was like the first 5k that that is an absolute shocking time um but then when i looked at like the gradient and the terrain i was like actually it's not actually that bad um, it was nearly all uphill and it was all like propping you know, up that horrible mud that clings to your trainers. So they end up weighing like two tons of foot. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so I, I got into it. Well versed with that. Yeah, mate. It's an, <laughs> and it's an art form and it trying to run in that, you know, and stay upright. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of technique um, around it and you'll, you'll follow people on a run or a race or whoever, you know, where, where, wherever you find yourself. Yeah. And the speed at which what what amazes me is the consistency. Yeah. So like, um, I remember MBUK um, did a a, ra- a race between um, like a cross country mountain biker and a, a fell runner. Yes. Yeah. And, and the the assumption would be that the the mountain biker would probably hold pace up the hill, mm. but then rip it on the down downhill. And any if there was any um, time gaps, you know, same trail, same conditions. There wasn't any time gaps. The mountain biker would um, overcome them on the descent. Yeah, but that really wasn't the case. Like the the pace of the fell runner, although it wasn't elite, for, he is an elite fell runner. Mm. Um, it was very similar, up or down. You know, they can just hold this pace yeah. for as long as you like, and they're not slow. Oh, lost you a little bit there. Sorry, go on. Direction, so it's um, yeah, it's a bit when you're on the race. Sorry, mate. they're not they're not yeah. slow on any, they're not slow on either direction when um when they're going up or down. So it's quite humbling when you if if you're competing or you just you're just hanging about and you think right, well I can I'll go for a gentle run with yeah, this lot. Exactly. Yeah, I mean like that's one thing I know. Storming it, like. I'd seen a lot of fell races and like, I'm lucky enough to have been in the lakes when they've been doing like the Langdale rounds and things like that. And, you know, you see like the sections of that race like come down, like, you know, like um, Stickle Gills, a, a typical one. They, they come down the side of that. Uh, and that's quite steep, you know, from Jake's uh, rake and come down there. Um, and like, you look at that and you think, God, that's, that's yeah. quick, that. But then when you, when you actually experience it and you run downhill, downside of a fell or, or like you know somewhere that's really steep and long in, in the peaks you kind of do get to a point where you're like i can't stop like you have to just you, it's i think unless you do it is a is a hobby yeah. um, the, the thing that i think the only thing you could compare it to you when you're a kid and you run down a hill as fast as you can because you don't have any sort of like sense of direction balance or no fear um it's a little bit like that, like arms and legs just sort of go everywhere and you've got all for the best. And Because I remember the first time I would properly give it some downhill, I remember thinking if I fall over now, like game over, like you're going to bounce quite a bit. But you end up like, you'll fall and you end up back on your feet. It's really odd. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, the, um, there's, some, there's some technique to it. Um, certain um, ones I've seen, this loads of clicks on YouTube. The, the sort of use yeah. falling as part of the the means of carrying on, like 
it's quicker to slide on your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Through this section than than hang about. And yeah, it's it's remarkable watching someone who's fast. And yeah, it's not there's not a lot of injuries. Yeah, I mean, tend to be if, a, if someone's gonna get injured. In the, it's gonna in be the bad book at the minute that we've, um, that we've been talking about. And um it's talking about like injuries are kind of it's really odd because obviously coming from like, you know, um well, coming from like a, a military background, getting an injury is a, like a nightmare because you're constant. So overcoming injury is quite hard and seeing others overcome injury can be quite difficult. Um, but then like from a search point of view, obviously they've got to be got to be fit for that. And like you end up with like these niggling injuries, but with fell running and, and fell runners as like a whole as a group of people, they're definitely worn as like some sort of like secret medal. It's like, oh yeah, I was running and I broke my ankle. So... I wanted to win though, so I just carried on for like that last half an hour and then went mm. to the hospital. And you're like, you you genuinely read these things and think, God, man, I've had like some, <laughs> you know, I've been really lucky so far. The only things I've had that have been pretty bad, I've had, like, I had quite a bad, it was either a ligament or shin splint. And that's took a while to shift because it's just awkward, isn't it? Um, the worst I've ever had, I think, was a really badly sprained knee, which is exactly the same as spraining your ankle when you roll your ankle, but I did it with my knee effectively. And that was, I, inst- I thought I broke my leg. Like the pain that I had straight off was like, that's not good. Um, and that was a few years ago, and that took forever to heal. And I think it's because when you run along a road or, or, you know, like a trail as such, like a canal path or something, they're all like pretty steady. They're flat nearly all the time. And you've got no, like, you, it's dead difficult to sort of build up strength in like your ankles and knees. But the second you start running off road and off track, when there's like lumps of grass, stones, loose gravel, you know, all that sort of stuff. Your, your body has to sort of adapt really quickly to a different style of running. If, you know, if that makes sense, like. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there's two sort of theories on it. There's, um, so you train up your, your, your muscles and your physical, um, you know, for the physical demands of whatever terrain you're on. So if it's round here, it's rocky, it's steep, um, doesn't matter where you go you're going you're going to encounter that sort of terrain you need that kind of um musculature that develops around your legs ankles just to protect them mostly but because it's varied you're not smashing the same muscles all the time so you know i could go to the gym and do leg presses for the next six months and have massive legs but i couldn't take that off road maybe that fitness wouldn't translate the um Mm. the other side of it is it's training your nervous system so your balance, your coordination is meant to get um, better. I mean, I've seen my own technique it might not always be the case, or that might be a slow process. But your balance and coordination should yeah. get better. It does. And it does. You work. should be more agile. On it your it feet. does work. To be fair, um, I remember I did a section and more able to overcome injury. Section of the uh, the roaches in the peaks. Obviously, most people know what where that is. It's like quite a, an iconic route in the peak streets. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, that's nearly all like granite and sandstone-y sort of, you know formations but the path obviously gets you know it's well well walked but it's still quite thin in places and like there is loose there's loose bits but you can't tell they're there because obviously it's like running on sand um so there'll be sections where you'll come down where you'll look at it giving it some speed thinking right normally i'd either adjust my pace to get up or down this um and it's fine and the first section that i ever hit running that i, I was like it was really odd it's almost like you could probably equate it to, you know, in Spider-Man, I was like, his Spider-Sense. And he's like, I reckon I can jump that gap. You get to bits where you, like, you, you learn yeah. your own ability running like, in that style, like you would do mountain biking and skiing and things like that. You know, you get to the point knowing I could clear that at this pace, you know, <laughs> where like normally if you were to take just like a road runner, you know, they're going to have like endurance and, and that. Yeah, definitely. But if you don't spend any time either fell running or, or in the hills, you know, there's bits that you definitely have to adapt to, isn't they? And, and learn. I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Is like, absolutely. I, I remember the first race I ever did. Um, there was a mate of mine at the bike shop I used to work at, and she was a very good runner. Um, it was a Walsh Two Lads race, so this they do yeah. they sponsor. They're from the Walsh Trainers are from Bolton, or the the produce. They've got a factory in Bolton, and they sponsor all the local racing league, and it worked over near the traffic centre at the time, so it wasn't far to jump on the motorway, go yeah. up to, you know, Rivington that way, do some races. And she was, um, she 
been very successful. Her name's Dee Allen. She um, was basically so successful in the Rivington Pike race. She'd won her and all her, fr- all her friends, all her family, everyone. The, the top prize was a set of Walsh <laughs> trainers. Everyone in her family was wearing Walsh's because she'd won so many times. She said, go in for this race. She said, go to these, um, these two lads. It's like a good, you can't get lost. It's a nice figure of eight. Uh, it's at the right time of the year. I think it's in June. It, yes, yeah, tidy. So I was running up this thing and you settle into a group of people who were, you, you fancy is a similar yeah. sort of pace. So the, the, the quick boys and girls, they're off. And then you're in the mix and I'm always better at descending than I was at going up. Um, but it was my first race. So I was a bit nervous to know what to do. And it came across the top of um, uh, two lads is between uh, Rivington Pike and uh, Winter Hill. So essentially you run up one side of Winter Hill across towards Rivington Pike and then you descend. Um, and it's just like a broad, thickety, it's just, yeah, it's horrible, and it? it's like just like there, with, you know, it's ground, and it's lots of. For those who don't know where the place is, it's just, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there was loads of like foot-sized holes. It was a nightmare to to cross. But you're in the you're in the mix of a race. You, you're running your best, and I thought right, I'll follow this bloke in front of me, and he he, he was going at a similar pace. We we're hanging about, and I was following his exact footsteps. And then I'm like, right, I can do it. Your, your um, cadence tends to be a little bit higher off roads. You're more careful about where you place your feet, but it, it becomes a bit second mm. nature. You look a little bit further ahead than you normally would. You're not, just, you, you, it's kind of like it's nice zen-like focus, I find, when you're running, especially if you're running alone, yeah. but with others, part of a group, you're silently going on. Anyway, he, he tripped. He fell into one of these like foot-sized holes, rolled his ankle, rolled over, and I'm like, oh, God. So I had to get out of his way. He asked him if he's all right. He said, right, fine, yeah. He starts hobbling yeah. behind me. And I was like, right, well, I'm on my own now. And that's kind of the way into the race. And luckily, yeah, I think it's one of them, like, when you're talking about, like, easily. getting like, this sort of zen-like state, <laughs> you get that, I think, when you do any type of running. But for me, like, running on the road, for me, or, or any sort of long, boring path, <laughs> I, I, like, I'll do. I'll go trail running and I do a bit of trail running. And I, I enjoy it, but I hate running. And this is something that I've always sort of said: is like, I'll go and do it because it's an adventure. And it's a, an amazing way of keeping fit and keeping nav up and all that sort of stuff. But like, I don't enjoy it normally. And I think, I think it's always because the first sort of like four to five k of any run that I've done ever is is horrible. And I think at the minute it's because whenever I'm starting from from home at the minute, because you know we have to. The first four or five k is normally along a road or a canal path to get up to the Peak District. So, and it's all uphill. That first section is all uphill, which I think yeah. I've kind of been like, got yourself in a rut almost of like hating going out because the first section is is minging. But then when you get to this bit where you know you've got more scenery and you get into like your your rhythm as such, you do kind of like switch off so that i've tried to explain to people that afterwards when you get back even if you've had like a horrific time i don't really run for time anymore i can't be bothered with it because there's so many factors when you're running off road that factor into your time you know weather you know terrain <laughs> everything um you do get to a point where you feel you do feel like you've achieved something because you go oh yeah i ran up this bit and then i come across this like awesome bit i mean like the other week i was looking to run from here it started drying. I think it ran through almost every weather system the UK has ever had in like this 12k bit. It was like sunny when I started, then it <laughs> rained, then it snowed, and then it rained again, and then it was sunny again. I was like all in one run. I was like, this is incredible. Um Yeah, amazing. It's really primal, I think, as well. You know, there's a lot of theory to say that we're we're born to run or humans evolved and running was a big part of that. I think not just that it's it's very yeah. connected yeah. to like I I run on my own typically I find it easier and time precious at the minute um, time pressured sorry at the minute so it's more convenient for me to run on my tod um, and when I do I have this sort of sense of self reliance kind of like when you go to yeah. the hills you know if you go into the wilderness on your own in some description. 
you have to be, you have to be self-contained and rely in that regard. Um, one of the fun things of doing is like paying yeah. the risk reward with uh, terms of kit because um, a lot of runners are really, especially like ultra runners or the different yeah. sort of people we're going to talk about in running now, like um, the orienteers, the ones that do all the um, the mountain challenges, these different people that are in. Yeah. They have to really be considerate about every gram counts because, you know, it's the difference between a lot of time on our points on, on these different things. And um, one fun thing I like to do is sort of have a look at the weather coming in. Right. Can I run over that feature before I get yeah. stuck? I don't want to be stuck on the top of the hill in a thunderstorm. I want to be down the other side of the valley. Can I do it? And it, it kind of gets you into this mind of, mm. right, I'm, I'm focused again, focusing I, I on what I'm doing. Week, and I think for those obviously following Instagram, anyway. um, Valadie Mountain Eye on, on there, it will have seemed like it was on one of my, my stories. So I, what I've been doing at the minute, because I know there's quite a lot of people have got into running and, and been asking me those questions. When I've gone for runs where I can, I'll, I'll film the route throughout, you know, in sections. And there was this bit, where obviously the day where I went out, when it was like sunny, then raining, mm-hmm. snowing, and then raining again. I knew the weather was going to be pretty poor that day. I just didn't think I'd get all of weather systems in one go. Um, so on terms of kit, uh, at the minute, because it's quite cold, I've been running a pair of like, running tights, um, you know, and like a long sleeve, um, like running top. And then I've got like a really lightweight Innovate waterproof. Um, so that'll always come with me. Uh, but then in my race vest, I had an OMM um, Supersonic Smock, which is like an insulated windproof running top. And I thought, I'll take that because if, if it starts snowing earlier on, I'm more than likely going to need to put that on. Um, now, what happened was because uh, it was raining, I put my waterproof on, um, which is really odd running in a waterproof because it's not like wearing like a mountain Gore-Tex. You don't really, you do stay drying, which is quite an odd concept, I think, when you're running because you think you just condensate loads, but, you know, you get what you pay for. So if you buy a quality one, then you're not going to get wet. And then, um, I probably give it some up the side of, um, you know, Teg's nose. I was, so I went round the back of Teg's nose to come back across yeah. round over the peaks. But that section coming up around the back is really steep and just horrible, basically. It's just a, a stone path that's all uphill. There's no flat sections in it. So I, I, I had to properly give it some coming up that. And then by the time I got to the top, it was snowing, like properly snowing. And I thought, I can't stop to get... I won't be, you know, if I stop now to take my vest off and waterproof off to put this warm layer on, my vest back on, and then start running again. By the time I've done all that, not only will I like lost time, I'll probably cramp up, and I will be cold. I'll be, I'll be worse off if I stop. So you have this sort of like it goes against everything that you would normally do when you're in the hills, if that makes sense. Because I thought, well, this next section is two k. I can get yeah. across this two k section of open horrific weather. And then get down into a tree line. Then I can then sort myself out. And like it, that goes against everything that you would normally do in the mountains. Normally you would stop and be like, right, I'm going to take the time to sort myself out and my kit out. And, you know, that sort of thing. But when you're running, there's times where you, you definitely can't do that. Um, if that makes sense. It, goes, it, it really goes against like everything that, you know, you, you're taught effectively. Yeah, it? it definitely does. Yeah. And it's an important lesson to learn, though. Um, because you can, yeah. in some ways, it's you have to be prepared for that. Oh, you know, yeah, it could yeah, go wrong. People need to know your route, everything else yeah, that yeah. goes hand in hand with being sensible outdoors. But it's liberating as well, because you you now realise, right, okay, well, I can, this is a challenge that would normally slow me down. Actually, this could be motivating me to speed me up. And then once that happens, right, where else can I get to? Because the shorter you can make your time in the outdoors, or I guess the shorter between point A and point B in the outdoors, the more effective you can be in terms of, right, I can have a longer time. If I've got three hours to kill and I know I can get point A to point B in two and a half, that gives me a half hour extra to do something else. That's an extra beat. That's, you know, there's more to do. Now, that being said, I want to circle back to your point before, Mm. you know, you can't always put a time on things and, having a good sense of humour about when it all goes absolutely wrong and you run out of food and your legs are just turned to jelly and you're staggering about oh, yeah. if you've not put enough fuel in, which will happen. 
you know, if you, you're going to find these limits out, you're going to suffer the bonk, as we call it in cycling. You're going to, you're going to struggle with um, some elements of, of getting it wrong. You might be cold at points. So, yeah, you know, it probably makes sense to go in groups. Obviously, we can't at the I minute. What, what's helped me? Just to, to avoid some of that. Well, it's helped me. And it actually, it become, it become a problem as well. So, the, the dealing with the weather and making those decisions, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well versed in the outdoors and I'm confident enough to know my ability to know when to stop and turn around and that. That, that same um, route, by that point, I was like, well, if I stop and turn around, that's actually longer. That'll be a longer route than what I intended. And I, and I definitely won't be able to do that because by that point, it definitely will have had no nutrition, no food. I would have been, this weather would have been longer, you know, and running back, nearly all of it would have been uphill as opposed to where I was would have just been coming back down. Um, I think one thing that I've obviously been brought up to, and, and you know this as well, you've had a very similar upbringing, I've always sort of been told to just like where you can just keep going. Um, you know, it's very rare that you like, you know, in, in a mental game that you know, you've got to keep going. I'd won the other week where I was like, which is when I noticed I was injured. I was like, oh, I've got a pain in, in um, like in my leg, but I thought, well, I've, the sore and tired because I've been running every day. Um, you know, I'd only have like short rest days. And this one day I was like, I, I, I set off to do 5K just as a recovery run, but I felt fine at the start, which was a bit unusual because now they hate the start. So I thought, oh, I'll just do, I'll do 10. I'll do a 10K route and it'd be fine. And it probably about 8K, I was like, this pain that I've now got in my leg isn't an ache. It isn't an achy pain. It's definitely an injury pain. Um, so I used my just keep going attitude. Um, and looking back now, that was that was a definite. I should have just done what my body was telling me to do first time round and do 5K and not, and not sort of mentally plough through because sometimes making those decisions aren't the best decisions in the long run because you get injured. However, that being said, I now know that um, obviously there's limitations yeah. to, to what – because cardiovascular-wise, I felt fine. I was like, I don't understand why I'm struggling here. Like this, I feel fine. And like, this is a doable route in this time and everything was with me. But then I got this pain. I was like, that's definitely, it got to that point where I was like, that's definitely an injury and not. So I had to like, just hobble my last couple of K back. Like felt really sorry for myself. And I was, I remember being like properly annoyed, like really angry with myself because I'd, I'd been doing so well. And I made like a really stupid error. <laughs> and was like, I should have listened to, to my yeah. body as opposed to listening to my head being like yeah just keep going because i mean there's no i didn't win anything there's no race that have been won there you know um do you know what i mean have you had experiences where you've like yeah since you've lost yeah absolutely a similar experience so i was training for a marathon i did the amsterdam marathon in 2012 yeah. seems like a long time ago now and um when you're training for a marathon um, you have to find the time because, you know, it's part of your training plan typically will involve a 20-mile run and you'll build up to that. So you'll be going on a, a three, four-hour run every weekend, at least once a week. You might factor in a couple of hours in the week sometime. Um, and one thing to always be considerate of when you're, um, you're training for any endurance event, but especially with running, because it is repetitive, you have to build up quite slowly. So give yourself as much possible yeah. time to, to get to the distances you want to get and limit your, your build up to like 10%. What people typically do, they jump in with both feet because it feels good. You get a yeah. buzz, it's cheap, it's fun, it's accessible for lots of people running. And then you overdo it, you get an injury, you're out for a few months, your form suffers. A lot of the gains you could quite quickly lose. So yeah just go slowly with the uh the upgrade anyway i was oh, running yeah. um i was on the loop lines in worsley and i used to run to sailing it's quite a way that from to be fair from my mum and dad's house run to sailing yeah well it's it was you know we were looking at 18 it, it was between 18 and 20 miles i can't remember exactly how far but we i worked out and what i used to do is put extensions on the route to make sure i could get there so i'd run there and then get a lift back typically with someone who was sailing on the day so it was it was a bit of a yeah. mission because you'd run there and then do sailing all day um but that was that was fine i was willing to do that um anyway i got to um on the lee road and i 
and I just pain in my knee, and I was like, oh, what's that? And I didn't really think much of it. So it'll go. Yeah. And then it it didn't go, and I had to sort of hobble, and hold back some tears, and then and then I got back, and I was like, right, I've I've had a word with myself that it hurt, but mm. you know, I've got to get to sailing, so yeah, I'll continue. So so I did. I continued, and then I built it back up about ten minutes later, give it a rest, and it I sort of hobble walked for 15 minutes and then I'd run for five yeah. and then I'd do this and just kept going like that, which clearly made my injury a lot worse because I couldn't, I couldn't run the next week. And then essentially on the back of a, a poor decision, I lost a week of training, which is yeah. probably the crux of where you need to be for your marathon. So then, you know, who knows what kind yeah. of uh, marathon I could have had if I hadn't have like, bust myself for that week. But, you live and learn, eh? So what I ended up having, I, I realised that it was we've got a family history of knee problems. I have, um, it was at IT band syndrome. So overuse injuries for your IT band. Yeah. Your IT band runs from your hip to your kneecap, down the outside of your leg. Um, you'll hear, if you type it in, you'll see a lot of like people talking about IT band. It can, um, it's a ligament essentially, and it stretches mm. between those. It holds the muscles on. And as you train your muscles, it gets tighter and tighter, especially with running. Um, cycling does it a bit as well. Yeah. And it, it pulls your kneecap out of place slightly. And as it as you're running, it cuts the new sort of notch and it gives you in, really intense pain, like, please stop running pain. Um, and the best way to do that is to slowly increase your distance and, and uh, massage your IT band a lot, stretch it, stretch, yeah. do your stretches, be diligent about all those sort of things. Um, I was young and fearless, no, I didn't. And then, so now I do, I've got a foam roller, I do that a lot, trying to keep on top of, of um, yeah. the body's condition. This is the thing I think, I'm do a lot you, of know, you, you only kind of have these, you only make these mistakes in training. You only really make them once or twice, you know, because it's a fantastic way of sort of learning how your body reacts when you intensify a training pattern basically um and it's been it's for me it's been quite a steep learning curve to yeah. sort of switch my head off from being like we'll just keep going so i've stopped being soft sort of thing um to then being like well you know this this you know the effects of that you know i've lost like a week two weeks worth of training um which i've now know when i start again it's gonna be horrible again you know you've got to mm -hmm. then build back up with you know where you left off sort of thing um but i think on top of that, I think your recovery is like key, like you said, you know, doing a lot of like stretching, foam rolling, and all that sort of stuff. I think um like kit selection is is quite important as well. So like, I was running in Salomon Speed Cross. Uh, I've done for years. Awesome trainers for me, worked really, really well. Um and I've also run in Innovate as well. So I was running in a pair of Innovate cross tolling for for quite a while. They they've like died a death now. So I've got some new ones, some some terror. Uh, Terra Ultras G270s have won like quite a lot of awards for being like an amazing trail shoe. So like I I I just yeah, nice. I attributed this pain to breaking in new shoes effectively, um, being like, well, you're going to get issues for like you, you know, you're going to get minor pains and aches when you when you're breaking in any new shoes or boots or anything like that. And I thought, well, it's probably just the fact that I'm running in new new shoes, and I think I probably just pushed myself too far in new kit, trying to do too much at once. Being a, being a teenage lad, basically. <laughs> Just trying to do too much, too quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. It always, it, it's always the way. Sometimes, you know, certainly people with our sort of personality yeah. traits we do jump in a bit hard and quick. So we just need to slow it down sometimes. It's hard to do because it's addictive. Running's addictive. The, the endorphin release of doing any physical exercise is, is fun and, you know, that's, it's hard to yeah. sort of curb that yeah. sometimes because exactly. you're wired like, a bit. Again, it's just about having sort of like an adult head on you as opposed to this like being transported back to like an invincible, like, you know, 18, 20 odd year old lad being like, I can do anything. Um, you know, I, that, that was the joke I had. Yeah. Well, that's the buzz, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's, why, we, that's why people go running to, to get that. Yeah, that that's, that's the kind of internal and... joke I had myself yeah, no. being like, as a hobbled back in pain, I was kind of like, oh, man, you're not 21 anymore. Like 30, 34 felt like it was pushing close <laughs> to 50. Like the way by the time I got home, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was. It, Could you belly aching, old man? Yeah. So yeah, kit. 
Kit's an important one, I think. And there's, it's funny to me because the reason I'm doing um, fell running rather than like road running or, or marathons or anything like that is because I'm a tight ass. Like, you know, fell running is a fiver. Yeah. Probably get a flat yeah, yeah. and a free pint <laughs> for that and your race. Um, and there's loads of people who will are happy to, imp- it's really inclusive sort of community. So everyone's really happy to impart what they know about it. Sometimes it's hard to shut them up. Um, but that's good. Yeah, that's great. You, you want that kind of... Um, yeah, you, you want to be welcome to a sport, don't you, rather Welcoming sort of atmosphere. Quite clutching. Yeah. Yeah. Shunned. So, um, yeah, like decent running shoes, just make sure they fit you, make sure you've worn them in, make sure that the suit you. You can go for all the foot testing and all that sort of stuff. Um, the small amount of research yeah. you can find out yourself because I sold enough shoes um, working at the outdoor shop on the back mm. of a small amount of knowledge. Um, obviously, there's some people who are very well trained and the pro see them and all that. That's great. But Mo Farah is going to set records yeah. in whatever trainers he wears, really. He, he, you know, it's not about... I think genetics about has got a shoes big part got to play in a lot of it. You know. So don't... Yeah, yeah that, that's it. He chose his parents well. Um, and don't... Don't you know? Don't throw yourself mm. too far into that world. Um, you know, buy something that you you, you want to wear. Makes you feel great about getting in the outdoors. That suits you. That fits. That is reliable. That makes you. For me, speed cross like they're a no go. You love them. I'm I'm not going to hit them up because the um the membrane on them stink or something. When I yeah. every time I've like worn them, you get. <laughs> This See, horrendous like, smell that I can't seem to get rid of. It's even my, my feet. It might be my feet, for all I know, but those trainers I'm onto them, time I was so I'm not going to be wearing them again. Um, I think it was some point last last year. There was, a, there was a bit of a race going on there. Now, I, I was no part of this race. I was just there walking. Um, and when I was chilling out at a pub at the bottom, some guy was like, what do you think of them innovates you've got on? And I, for, you know what? I'm like with Kit. I'll just talk forever. Um I was like, well, mate, these have been wicked. And he was like, how do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, I used to, you know, running Salomon quite a bit and, you know, run it because they're very, for me personally, I think they're a very, very similar fit of shoe. Um, there's drawbacks in, in them both. I haven't had the, the smelly problem that you've had. Um, what I would say, obviously, about like, you know, <laughs> they dry incredibly quick. Um, so if you do get wet when you're running, you don't, if you've got good socks and you tend to not really notice as opposed to wearing like a Gore-Tex shoe where you would notice if they get probably wet, you know. And yeah. this guy yeah, basically sort of, like, was trying to sort of, like, rip Innovate apart. And I just said to him, I said, listen, mate, I was like, whatever, yeah, I was like, whatever you have a job. running, like, is, that's because it, I really couldn't really, I couldn't really care what brand they are when I'm running, as long as they feel comfortable and they, and they perform well, I don't really care. Um, now, I, I went with Innovate again because I've wore their shoes and they worked for me. That brand worked for my foot shape and things like that, which is, you know, I said to him, you know, surely you should be buying mm-hmm. them over what your performance is better in as opposed to what brand that you like. Uh, like, I won't knock Solomon. I've running them for years and they have been really good. Um, obviously, it's just beneficial having two, three pairs of running trainers than one because you get more use out of them. Um, and then there was another guy who sort of like piped in this little low boy and he had a pair of, I think they were Brooks, like really thin. And he, mate, they looked older than me yeah. and you. Like, they were properly like <laughs> together with like bits of string. Like there was holding it. And he went, I'm never changing my trainers. And just walked off and completely shut this guy down. And uh, that's the only time I've come across sort of like <laughs> a little bit of sort of kit snobbery within following because it is a tight sport like you know yeah snobbery you're fin- you know essentially the bare bones of it you're, you're in a pair of yeah. trainers and a t-shirt and some shorts and that's it really you know um you know but that's it yeah you win proof your, your big yeah, number yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's that is it um and 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 like what I, what's mad is i've been to races where like um late season like fun ones or whatever i went to yeah. the um like a santa dash so it's like a, a five miler and all it all benefits the yeah. local search team there in kinder. And um, they had the, it, it was a counter. So some people wanted it. Uh, I think it was a counter anyway. Some people wanted 
the the thing to go on their results for you know what they, they might be in different leagues there might be um there's a point attributed to different ones i'm not into all that particularly you know i only run in one league yeah fair enough but some people wanted to know anyway so because it was going to be counted they had to do it by um using fra rules and it's probably to do with insurance and things like that and because it's run in december they were like right you're going to need full body cover you're going to need a hat you're going to, and it was like yeah. 15 degrees <laughs> you know we're going to run up a mountain it's going to take us about 40 minutes no one's yeah. going to freeze to death up there um yeah. but they were like if you get spot checked you're not going to be able to run the race you need to know so people were like right that's it what counts as full body cover and this, this guy was like <laughs> he got in his car and he's pulled out a bin bag and he's like right two bin bags sorted and he's yeah. put them into his shorts the, yeah. obviously they got ditched straight away he's asked like, me full body cover sorted <laughs> and he, he went on to do well that they couldn't give one about how it is it just like the, yeah I, I i love that about it i love that there's like i remember i went running once i think it might have been I think it was two lads again. I think it was the second year on it. Um, there was an old boy there and he he, he had the look, yeah. you know, he was about eight stone dripping wet. He went legging up the hills and he had um he had a big um oh right, oh yeah, like a fishing hat. You know, they yeah, come out yeah, the size, yeah. like yeah. the old Kango ones <laughs> that he used to wear in the nineties. Like he had one of them and he was rocking that and I was like, fair play. And to be yeah. fair to him, stayed on yeah, his head, yeah. smart bit of kit. You know, it kept the sun off it's him. What works, it? Isn't it? You're finding you... finding what works for you. I mean, because like that's it. I know I've got very similar kit to my brother, but only because I know like well, we're twins. So what what genuinely works for his body shape and form will genuinely work for mine. <laughs> I know that mean you've got some different kit, but when you start yeah. looking at this is when you know you're a bit of a geek about it. So I started looking at the weight of stuff, thinking like, well, I might not put that on a lot. So if we put it in my pack, you know, like we race vest, I want it to weigh nothing. Um, so like I've got a pair of shorts. That weigh 26 grams and they pack down to like the same size as like a 50p you know and i was like wow. if they're ever going to be carried as a spare it's like not carrying anything at all you know um, and that's you know geeking out a bit yeah. about it yeah lose them. yeah the um yeah there's there's two sides there because there's a bit in um that book of the bivy where the guy's talking about um selwyn right who is the I think he is now the chairman of the Bob Graham Association, yeah. the Bob Graham Round Association, and he um, he set a record of running across the Southern Upland Way, which is this awesome group of peaks in the um, south of um, Scotland, sort of between um, uh, like Air. Imagine you drew a line across from from yeah. Air right across to like Edinburgh. Right, that's the Southern Upland Way. And there's all these hills you can run over. So he ran it. He was the first person to um, run it in winter. And they were like, right, you're going to need some kit, uh, you know, support and all that. He said, no, I'm going to do it unsupported. And they were like, what? It's really cold. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. (laughs) So he, for his bivy bag, he he used a hessian sack. Because his his, his mindset was, well, I can wear it in the day. Yeah might keep me a bit warmer and at night i can dive in that and if i need more insulation i'll just grab some yeah. like straw or anything yeah this is what i mean like, in, not only have you got like, you know people doing things like that and like the bob graham round and stuff like you know like, people who are pioneering like fell running essentially like when sean conway did his run i remember there's like a, a big point in his saying that like he got to points he's like well i can't stop like if i stop i don't have the i, I will freeze so i just have to keep going and it's like you've got to definitely get this balance between like what do I take with me and you know because not if you're going hill walking you're gonna do a day mountaineering or whatever you just put it in your bag and it weighs what it weighs personally you know what I mean like I do try and save weight but if you know there's only so lightweight you can make a full set of Gore-Tex for example do you know what I mean um, whereas running you're like well yeah. I can't carry that because you know me carry me, the consequences of me carrying this means that I might not be able to carry as much like nutrition which is the important bit. Um, you know, and you end up having this real balancing yeah. act with not only everything that you've, you know, previously been sort of taught and the way that you would look at it as an event, um, to what is the right thing to do for that that sport. 
uh, and there's very few sports and events I think that you have now that that are that strict in your you know the, that you have this sort of like internal battle with in your head being like well this is going to be the right thing to do as opposed to what I, what I think I should be doing so exact perfect example like we said you know, when I got to the point where I was like well if I stop now to put one kit on it's going to cause me problems whereas I could just run that 2k and then get off this high bit and then I'll be fine you know um, yeah I think one of the one of the and especially talks about this in the book one of the um, interesting things about fell running um, and then sort of speed traverses and a lot of those a lot of the records mm. that stand stand from oh yeah you know the yeah. 70s there were it was really innovated at that point um, because people were taking the training seriously they had a lot more uh, they had a lot more time leisure time for that sort of stuff that the the climate was right to make those yeah. changes but then it hasn't really got pushed yeah. too far beyond that now you've seen some like better feats some better supported stuff but in terms of like individual efforts it, the meat and bones of it is is right back to you know where's your fitness at yeah what's your nav like um how far are you willing to push through adversity if you do find yourself in some and and that bit you know is timeless yeah, yeah those exactly. skills I mean, like, are timeless you, regardless of your, kit your mental makeup or else. of how you look at endurance is so important with this type of sport um because like i was saying that like the bob graham round you know you can walk that in like three four days in wild camp it but when people are running it in under 24 hours and i, I watched that documentary being like God, this guy's like ninja fit. Like he's going to be, you know, sponsored athlete. He's going to be like way up. I can't remember what it's called, but he's going to be like way up there. He's going to get a mint time. And he, and he did it in 21 hours. And I was like, Jesus, man, if he's done that in 21 hours, that is, you know, and that's effect. You could argue that's almost his job to to be a runner, um, you know, because to be that level of fitness, you've got to put yeah. that level of effort in. And then you look at it and you just think, no one's gonna, no one's gonna half that time and 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 beat it in a long time. Like, I think the quickest time I think in the Bob Graham I think it was thirteen hours or something like that, wasn't it? Um, and that was set way back, yeah. and no one's beat that yet. But um, I was talking to, well, it was, I was talking um, to a girl who's, who's on, yeah. daughter, Becky. She's a, a few mentions on her now. Like, um, she's doing an ultra soon, and she does a lot of running. And I think she was saying that one of her dad's friends has done the Bob Graham round, and I think he's done it twice. Uh, what was his time like? And she went, well, they're just mad. They go on like running holidays and stuff. You know, you just, so this is what I mean. Like people, <laughs> people will commit to it as a hobby and it will then just become a way of life, you know? And I think to run at that level, it, yeah. it isn't something that you do is just like every now and again, it's got to become your, your one and only thing to do, you know, because everything comes into it, doesn't it? Yeah. I'd say so. Like, like anything, like any sort of big trip, big event, big, thing that can it, it might come to define you now some of the people that especially in that book um feet in the clouds he talks about meeting people who who for, bob, the bob graham was everything for him it was yeah. his like, obsession for like years but he met some people who didn't think it was a particularly difficult challenge to them because their their scaling mm. of the problem yeah was so much different you know and they prefer to do other rounds mm. as the Paddy buckley round um there's there's different events and different things dragon's bat race for example those are different things that might be more yeah valid to them i guess if whatever your your distance like i remember the first time i ran um 5k um i went from the harbour in Bangor, and that, that yeah. felt like an achievement to me you know because i've gone from running yeah, up yeah, and down my back garden yeah. and it's one of them as well it's like touching on because we've got like literally a few minutes um there's ones where you'll see people like they'll, they'll win an event and they'll be like i've only won today because such and such a person isn't isn't entered in this event you know they were like if they, if these three people yeah. have entered this event i probably would have come fourth you know but they're they're not here because they're off doing other races so i'll come first and they hold that title for a year and it's purely because someone else hasn't turned up and the circuit is that well known by the people mm -hmm. who, are, who are doing these endurance events they're like well I've won this time, but next time I do it, if they're here, then I won't win. Because they already know that the time difference is that big, you know, because some of them, you're not, you're not making up those, you're yeah. not closing them gaps on some of them. Like it's, you know, and to be that open and honest about your own ability to go, well, if they were here, I would have lost, 
you know, there's very few people who look at any sport yeah. like that because obviously people compete to win. That's no one, no one wants to get a silver medal, do they? They all want you all want a gold. Um, so to no. have the openness to go, yeah, well, I only won because yeah. they weren't here is it's quite a humbling thing as well, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's part of the community there. They're very humble people. I'll go back to my mate D. I, I, she went on, she'd been away from work for a bit, and I was like, Oh, what's what's the crack here? Did you come back and say, Oh, how did you? You've been off, and she's like, "Yeah, I went to I went to Canada. I was running a race, and I I was training for a marathon. I thought it was Johnny Big Biscuits <laughs> at the running. So I was like, oh, right. Do you um, you, did you do a bit of running?' Then she's like, "Yeah, yeah, a bit." And dead humble. And I was like, "Okay, how did your race go?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I won." And I was like, "Oh, you won. <laughs> All right, well done. A big race." And she was like. She was like, yeah, yeah, I set the course record. And basically, the, she set a new course record or something and, and been beating, you know, it was 20 years old, this course record she'd done. So she didn't just win. She like absolutely smashed it out of the park. But she was um, she was very like, gracious about that and humble, like you say. And uh, luckily, she didn't yeah, take yeah. me up on the offer to go running. <laughs> so she yeah. absolutely spanked me. <laughs> when we can, mate, we'll, um, when we can, we'll get out and we'll do a route together. I think it'll be good, that. Because I think, you know, I think there's definitely yeah, things... Well, Absolutely. it'll just be an adventure. I've also got to the point now where I'm like, well, if I don't do too well, I'm not really bothered. I'll just come back and do it again, you know, um, which I think makes it all more of an yeah. adventure. I'll be like, well, because there was a route I did the other week where I went off track because I just wanted to go look at something <laughs> and it cost me everything. <laughs> it went from yeah. being a really good time to a really, like, you know, <laughs> a really crap time because it's like, stumbled up to this place and then just had a bit of a wander around and was like, oh man, I'm supposed to be running. And then like got back onto it. You know? <laughs> uh. So yeah, mate, we'll, we'll get out and we'll, uh, we'll get some routes done when, when we can. Um, but mate, thanks what for jumping on last it? minute and uh, and doing a quick little uh, a quick little nat with me about some running and stuff. It's been good as always. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, it's always, yeah, a, la- always a laugh. No worries. Always a pleasure. Listen, stay safe. Thank you everyone for tuning in again and we will see you on another episode soon. Take care, Funny. You too, mate. See you later.